Hello and welcome to another episode of the Old Dog Soapbox Podcast with your host Norman Goodman and I hope everyone is doing well. Uh, today on this podcast I want to go over some stats about fatherless homes and the devastating effect on children in fatherless homes and some effects on the lone mother and the lone father. Okay, now I'm getting this uh, information here from the American First uh, Policy Institute which is trying to foster and promote having fathers in the home. But anyway, let me get with it right here. You're going to have some of these statistics that you might know or you may not know, but they're gonna, some of it are going to be pretty shocking because I was shocked when I read this as well. Uh, the United States has the highest rate of children living in single-parent households of all nations in the world. At a rate of 23% of children living with one parent and no other adults, the United States stands over three times the world's average, which is 7%. The children raised by one parent over nations, other nations of, of note include China at 3%, India at 4%, and Nigeria at 5%. So this is something that's pretty staggering that a lot of people I don't think pay attention to. In a society where we right now are promoting uh, single parenthood, no father in the home, uh, the women being boss women doing a uh, feminist movement, uh, we see, right, the social justice warriors, we see that the effect on children without a father is much, it, the children are, are in greater danger without having a father, okay? Let me go over this stat right here for you. Uh, uh, for you. The average school-aged boy only spends about 30 minutes per week in a one-on-one conversation with his father. For comparison, the same boy on average spends about 44 hours per week watching television, playing video games, and surfing the internet. Again, these children right here, a lot of them are developed by the television, the internet, video games, with a single mother in the home. You know, there's no, again, there's no standards being set. Uh, Let me go over some other stats here. Uh, In light of these statistics, it is no surprise that 90% of all homeless and runaway children, 63% of teen suicides, and 85% of children and teens with behavior disorders come from fatherless homes. Let me say that again. In light of these statistics, it is no surprise that 90% of all homeless and runaway children, 63% teen suicides, and 85% of children and teens with behavior disorder come from fatherless homes so when you see all those children on the street right now they're homeless you got to ask yourself some questions okay well you know do they have a father in the home they don't have a father in the home the the thing that helps these children that don't have a father but if they had a mentor if they had a mentor in the home they are 46 46 percent less likely to use drugs and 81 percent more likely to participate in sports and other forms of extracurricular activity. So it's very key to have some type of male figure or mentor in a child's life in order for them to be able to transition from childhood to adulthood. Children that come from fatherless homes have a very difficult time in transitioning from childhood to adulthood, okay? Uh, let me go over another stat. Uh, the the followers the followers are also 40% more likely to repeat a class and 70% more likely to drop out of school. Now, giving you an example of a student that my wife, you know, the school she works and there's a student there that had that repeated this sixth grade twice 
because she had no father in the home. She only had a single mom. And the mom thought she was helping her daughter out by doing her homework. There was no standards set in the home. And this is why these things are happening, okay? Um, this is a stat I did not know I was surprised about. A fatherless, fatherlessness also has a link to abortion rates. Perhaps counterintuitive, data shows that upon legalization of abortions, the fatherlessness rate in a country raised dramatically for example within years after abortion was legalized in the united states canada and the uk the western world the percentages of children living with a single mother doubled in the same vein one out of every three pregnancies in a fatherless home in an abortion okay one out of three pregnancies in the fatherless homes in in abortions all right. And I'm, I'm not trying to discount women. I'm not trying to throw women under the bus. But what I've said before, if you listen to my podcast right now, women are in a uh, in a position that they were never designed to be. They were never designed to be single parents because women have a very difficult time of setting the expectations. And, and what fathers do, fathers set the expectation. Children normally develop the mother. Mothers normally give in or acquiesce to their ch- children's um whining and complaining or whatever the child wants because they think that they're helping the child out or they want to be the child's friend and it ends up backfiring and we can see that in our society today uh let me continue with this article okay fatherlessness likewise has a di- direct link to teen pregnancies and sexual activity roughly 70 percent of teenage pregnancies come from women raised in fatherless homes and these same women have significantly higher abortion rates than women raised by both a father and a mother again we don't have the statistics right now between for children raised with uh same-sex couples uh, i'm pretty sure somebody's going to come out that come w- up with that later it all depends but right now we're dealing with the single father single mother and we're dealing with the um a child being developed by a mother and a father living in the same home. Let's continue. Criminal activities and fatherlessness are closely related as well. Of all the youth in state-operated institutions, roughly 70% come from fatherless homes, and 85% of all the youth in prison come from fatherless homes. Again, it, 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 this the stat. Now, again, don't get don't get mad at the, the don't get mad at the messenger. All the statistics are out there on the gov- The government has all of it. It's telling you exactly what it is right now. What's happening when you remove the fathers from the home. But here's another stat you want you want to listen to. Another unfortunate reality is that Americans prison America's prisons are full of fathers separated from their children. Of America's roughly two million prisoners, over eight hundred thousand are parents, and ninety two percent of those are fathers. Think about this for a second. 2 million prisoners, male and female, from all walks of life. 800,000 are parents and 92% are fathers. Now, if you want to understand why the crime in the neighborhoods are very high, you don't have anybody setting the expectation. You have children being developed strictly by women, by females, that cannot set the expectation for children. The children need both. And I've said this before, God does not deal in equity and equality he deals in balance and there was a balance by having a father and a mother to help develop children um and let me see something else and uh 
on this article also says, unfortunately, uh, the unfortunate reality is that single uh, parents, uh, single parenthood does not only affect the health and well-being of the children, it affects the single parent as well. Both lone father and lone mother have higher rates of mood disorder and substance use disorder than married parents. The single mother fares, fares, she fares about twice as poorly as single fathers in this regard. Both lone father and lone mother are at the greater risk of psychiatric disorder than married couples. Again, they say twice the single mother is twice, will do twice as poorly is doing twice as poorly as a single father when it comes down to substance abuse, mental health. She's doing bad because she's tired. She's taking on a job that she was never designed to take on. And in this world of women empowerment, which has really hijacked the woman and attacked the woman and devalued the woman, it's it, when you devalue the woman, you devalue the children. And that's what this whole uh, feminist movement has done to the woman and the children. Um, so I wanted to go over some of those stats here because I, I the, the problem, you know, I've heard people talk about, you know, let's, uh, we need to stop the crime in the neighborhoods. And I've often said, if you want to stop the crime in the neighborhood, you have to get to the mother. And why do I say that? Because the mother is the one that was told that she no longer needed her man. She was told the married estate. She was told that she could do this by herself only thing she needed was child support and that's it or the man was just a sperm donor now we're seeing the results of women being boss women and trying to develop children on their own it's a disaster we have more boys that are more feminized now than we've ever had in our history over the last 50 50 almost 60 years we have girls right now confused about their sexuality they're 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 missing their fathers and they're looking and they want to know why their fathers abandoned them. Now they get into relationships that are very toxic and dangerous because they're looking for a strong male figure in their lives and they normally would end up in an abusive relationship. You know, sexually exploited prostitution. You know, they end up in those relationships and these boys are committing suicide at a very high rate simply because they don't know their place in life. We have children right now that are going to transgender. Uh, clinics and having their bodies mutilated by psychopaths because they're trying to fill the void in the inside. We're not promoting marriage and we're not promoting God and Christianity. What we're promoting is, you know, cut your body up and you'll feel better because you're in the wrong body. You should be a girl instead of a boy or a boy instead of a girl. And these children are going there and get mutilated because why? They come from, they have no fathers in the home. Most of them are coming from single mother homes and the mothers are trying to do everything they can to make these children happy instead of setting the expectation to be honest with them. So we need to, the, what we need to do in this country is we need to uh, press our politicians to push uh, marriages to, uh, we need to encourage our girls to hold on to their virginity until they get married. We need to develop our boys and to be men and be responsible for their wives and their children. We need to promote families, husbands and wives in this country. And we need to probably give tax incentives for that. People that are married, that have a, a male and a female in the home to have children, we need to, we need to probably give them tax credits for that. We need to promote that versus same-sex marriages. You know, I mean, same-sex marriages is an attack on God and on the kingdom of God. So we need to discourage that. 
We don't need our children to learn anything about those things. What we need to do is foster and get the fathers back in the home. And I guarantee you, if we get the fathers back in the homes, we will, uh, in, a, in a generation, we could turn this thing completely around. We can get everybody out of this mindset of socialism because most of the people that are, uh, 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 want socialism in this country come from single mother homes, single parent homes. You know, a lot of these people are lazy, they've been coddled, and they've been pacified by their moms. And whenever they run into an alpha male, they can't handle it. When they have run into disappointments, they can't handle it. Men would normally tell a child to suck it up. If a, When my boys uh, were growing up and, and they would fall and skin their knees, I would look at them and say, stop that crying, suck it up, brush it off, it'd be okay. But their mom, on the other hand, would run to them and try to hold them and hug them and they'll start crying or whatever. And you set them up for failure when you do that uh, to a boy and, and a girl as well. Girls don't need to be pacified either. They're just as tough. They can handle it. So we need to follow. I just read some stats. And again, they're all over the Internet. I mean, I just plugged it into Google and it just popped up all over the place. You know, these stats are out here, man. The greatest thing about having followers in the house, it, it brings stability. Um, it brings, uh, it gets strength to the mother. It gets strength to the children. It gets strength to the community. When you see a man that is a good father, or you see a couple, a man, man and a woman with their children, they raising their children, right? That's, you should thank them for that. Because again, it brings down the crime in the neighborhood. Uh, uh, children that are reared by a mother and a father have a less chance of going to jail have a greater chance of going to college, have a greater chance of graduating from high school, have less chances of being in poverty. Children that come from single mother homes uh, have the greater chance to live in poverty, probably for the rest of their life, a greater chance of dropping out of school or failing at their academics. So when you have parents out there that are rearing their children, you need to thank them because again, that's protecting your neighborhood. Back in the day, before the civil rights movement, I said it before, when there was 75% of fathers in home, especially in the black neighborhood, crime was low. When we flipped it and put mothers in control, crime shot out of, shot out of the ceiling and abortions went up and truancy went up and everything. Again, there are exceptions to the rules. There are some mothers that have done some uh, fantastic jobs, but we're talking about the whole here. We're not talking about a few, you know, that did a very did a good job. We're talking about the whole. So if we want to get rid of crime, especially in the black neighborhood, let's start promoting followers in the homes again and again. And um, I just want to talk a little bit about this young lady. Her name was Jamie Reed, and she worked for the Washington University Transgender Center for four years. And she went there with the idea that she was going to protect trans children. Once she got into the belly of the beast, she realized that this thing was a monster, that they were in there giving children puberty blockers, you know, drugs that were meant for men with prostate cancer. Um, and what was happening was that the girls were coming in and getting the uh, testosterone and they were taking it and their vaginal walls were coming, was, was becoming thin because of that. When they had sexual intercourse, it literally ripped them open and these girls bled profusely and had to go get operations. They were getting micro penises from taking uh, testosterone. Um, 
their whole body, facial structures and everything was changing. Their breasts weren't coming in. They were having irregular periods. And boys, their uh, their penises, when they started taking more estrogen, their penises weren't growing, their testicles were shrinking, and they weren't, um, they were being more feminized. So again, a lot of these parents and people that think uh, protect the trans children, and I've said it before, you are harming these children. These children right now are going through a phase in their lives and they're confused and they're being developed by monsters in their school. Okay? They spend more time with the teachers and the principals than they do with their parents. If we can get these uh, women to start marrying men again and stay home with their children and let these men go out here and bring the money in, then guess what's going to happen? We'll have a stronger community. Women have to understand when they hit the workforce, when women started working and abandoned their children, they doubled the tax base that benefited the state. But what they did is, what they did, the wages dropped. The hourly wage dropped. So instead of your man owning, earning $30, $30 an hour, now he owns 15, earns $15 an hour. You earn $15 an hour. Now one of y'all's salary got to go to pay for daycare. Now, now you're a family of four living in poverty. This was the scam of the feminist movement. Okay? So, um... I wanted to go over that again. I wanted to say something about this, and everybody needs to understand this. Okay. Um, homosexuality, LGBTQ, is an attack on God in Christianity. Uh, the feminist movement is an attack on God in Christianity. Uh, the civil rights movement was an attack on God and the well, on God in Christianity. The sexual revolution is an attack on God and Christianity. You have to understand all these things have been an attack on the kingdom of God and Christianity. And in this country, we are suffering from that. And if we don't get back to our evangelical ways, if we don't get back and start recognizing God and putting God as the, for, as a, as a head versus man, science doesn't exist. That's humanism. Okay. We don't believe in science. We put God first. That's what we do. God always comes first. And it took me a while to come back around to that. But now I realize that it's very important. That the enemy doesn't sleep. He pushes communism and socialism. He pushes everything that attacks God and the kingdom of God. All right. So I'm not being a holy roller here. I'm just saying as I've looked at this thing from a different perspective, this is where we need to get back to. Because like I said before, in 1962, the Supreme Court removed prayer from school. 1963, the year I was born, they removed the Bible from the school and we start putting a lot of homosexuals and people that's in the, in the occult and double, double worshiping in our schools responsible for the developing of our children, their hearts, their minds, and their moral character. And we see the results of that right now. So I just wanted to go over that a little bit. Some of these stats about fatherless homes and the devastation impact it's having on our children and on our country. And if we can just promote it, the poor pit, the churches need to promote it. They're doing a very horrible job. And you've heard me talk about it before that all the churches have become secular. All right. And the pastors aren't promoting it because it's not in the, it, it's not the social, it's not acceptable in our society to push marriage now. You know, it's old fashioned. It's out of date. You know, we don't tell the young people to do that anymore. Right. They just think it's, oh, we tell them it's okay to have multiple uh, sexual partners and that'll be okay. That's why these girls out here are doing only fans or only bros and making millions of dollars because you got men on the other side paying to see naked women 
on screen. We, we live in a very secular society right now, and we need to reverse that. So I just wanted to go over that a little bit about the devastation impact, devastating impact of fatherless homes and how we need to get back uh, on track with that. Anyway, don't forget to support the Old Dog Soapbox podcast. And don't forget to go to the olddogsoapbox.creator-screen.com and support the podcast. And again, you guys have a great day. Remember what I said. If you have some beef with somebody, bury it. We have a very a very short life. And we got to get into this fight because, again, we're in a spiritual warfare against dark forces. All right. Have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.